We head out uh, yeah, to Lesotho tonight and they're joined on the line by Rapelang Khatebe who speaks to us, uh, yeah, SABC correspondent out in the Mountain Kingdom in Lesotho. Uh, Ndade, Dumela. What is? Ligai, Papa. Hey, what is your color? Eh, eh, how are you, my brother? No, man, we got tired, uh, but hey, it was worth every day. I can only imagine. I mean, you know, yeah. I, I, I know in South Africa we like to think elections are eventful, I don't think they are yeah, because here we deal, we deal with small margins, you know, we say, hey, this one lost. And then we oh, go no, back further and say, yeah, you know, 2009, this one was here. 2014, they were here. Class every time. In Lesotho. <laughs> hey, 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 <laughs> if it's not cruise, it's like electoral 360 degree turns. <laughs> what is happening now? And maybe first start off for me by just charting the trajectory of the erstwhile ruling party, uh, the All Basutu Congress. What happened? Yeah. Look, we started on a different late, I think from 2007 if I was to go that far when the formation of the party called ABC came to being. Mm. In 2012 uh, they went to power through a coalition the first coalition government. It was ousted in 2015 uh, then the coup started uh, 2017 uh, and then 23 times I think in a term of five years lost two army generals in the process. Sadak came in and almost really forced the national reforms. Mm. Um, a party called the Revolution for Prosperity, which was literally a coming together of businessmen led by arguably the richest guy in the Sutusam Matigani, decided to say, you know what? We are fed up, we've had enough. We have funded these political parties. We have made them who they are, but they continue to fail us. We are taking matters into our hands, and they started sending their messages to Basutu and said, I think it's about time that we turn things around. Mm. The only message I think that I got from him, uh, the real message that comes from him, he says he wants to do in five years what has not been done in 20 years. Which is what? Total turnaround of the country, he says. Now, one of the commitments that he made is that when they come to power, and he emphasized today when they announced the, the coalition, they will not be driving state vehicles, he says. They will not be residing in state residences. He says, if you cannot build your own house, how do we trust you to build wow. the entire country? These are some of the commitments that he said. It's crunch time. We are going to do things differently. And if you understand where I'm going, I want to do things that has not been done in 20 years, and I want to do them in five years. We've seen this before, though, uh, on our continent. Be it uh, John Magufuli, be it earlier before then, Thomas Sankara. This idea that, you know, part of the change has to be about cutting the fat in all of the pomp ceremony and fanfare that often Indeed. accompanies uh, politicians. But what's his program? I mean, I hear that part, right? Uh, but what's his program? This is a former diamond, uh, or I guess a tycoon, made his money in the minerals, uh, which uh, Basoto have in abundance. Uh, what distinguishes his power, aside from the fact that he's saying, I don't need all the government largesse? Uh, what's his social program? What is his 
uh, uh, economic program at a very difficult time for many Basot? Look, I think an, uh, an, an outstanding sector in all of them is because it's actually a group of businessmen, all of them. Mm. They put together funds from their own coffers. And they said, we are here, we are going into a government that is in tatters, that is bleeding, that has no money. That means we are likely going to be running this government from our own pocket, but we are willing to take that sacrifice. So I, I, I think what we are saying is that we have built something. We know how to build. We know how to start from scratch. And we want to say we can build this country from nothing. Let's see how far we can go. So I think they, they, they are entering with a very clear conscience that this government is broke. It is near catastrophe. It's almost failing. And he said, if we don't do something, uh, look, we are all going down with the street. Mm. So if you look at their campaigns, if you look at these other established businessmen, almost all of them, who said even the campaigning, we are going to fund it from our own pockets. And when we get into that government, we want to do as much as possible such that we raise the entire country out of its uh, deepest muddy ground. Yeah, and uh, talk to me about where I guess a lot of the support bases come from. I mean, is it, um, and one also voter turnout, always interesting to consider where the voter turnout was highest, but also where a party like uh, the Revolutionary for Prosperity here uh, managed to garner much of their votes. Yeah, you're absolutely right on that. And an interesting point indeed. Let's raise the population of 102 million people. So you can't say you have a new crop of people that come out of nowhere. <laughs> this was mostly a protest vote. If you look at uh, parties, traditional parties like DC, Democratic Congress, ABC, Albacete Congress, ABC out of 80 constituencies literally scored zero. DC, which was at about 46 seats, it is now standing at about 30 or so. It's been one of the most stable, but it has dropped drastically. And other parties, even the leaders, could not even manage to secure the vote of their own constituencies. So you would consider this as a protest vote from, I think, fed up mostly youth-orientated, uh, who said, let's take a chance. And these guys who have no political background, who have no your, your traditional leadership skills when it comes to administration, let's give them a chance. These are the guys who have built businesses, and they've taken a chance and said, if this boat goes down, we are all going down, and let's try something new. Uh, we can't keep doing same things and expecting different results. I find it so interesting. I mean, uh, this this idea uh, that uh, those who have run businesses can run a country or that, you know, those people with their own businesses are, are least likely to take from the cookie jar. It's just one of those things that uh, is often bandied about, not just here in South Africa, by the way, but, uh, you know, we saw with the election of Donald Trump out in the U.S., uh, an argument that found root there as well. So, so talk to me about, they don't have a clear majority now. What does it take to constitute a government in Lesotho? Uh, and more importantly, I guess, uh, for this very young movement uh, launched in March of this year, what do the next 100 days look like? Absolutely, you're correct. It takes at least, you have to have 61 um, 
to to be a to have a clear a simple majority, you know, because you are contesting uh, a total of 120 seats, but mm. Lesotho has only 80 constituencies. 40 are called compensatory, or uh, because they are allocated based on the performance of each. So they were short of really five seats which is why today they set and agreed on a coalition with two other smaller parties. The two smaller parties really came to a party and said, we understand where these guys are going. They have been uh, put into power by Basotho in big numbers. And I think all we can do is to join them and make them a little stronger. And if they are willing to carry us in under their wings, we are willing to support them big time. This weekend, they will be sitting together to thresh out uh, the modalities of the coalition government. And they said as soon as they have penned uh, that agreement, they will make it public because they don't want uh, any secrets. They are willing to declare uh, all their sources. They are willing to... They, they want to go as transparent as possible. And we as the fourth state will be on their... Uh, on their backs watching uh, that those promises actually come through. Mm, 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 mm. And then, uh, yo, 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 I mean, all of this, uh, many people who listen to us, of course, um, you know, might form the diaspora of Basoto, um, you know, in different parts of our country um, and would be asking themselves, I guess, you know, at a policy level, be it foreign policy, be it the relations with a South Africa or even you know, insofar as all of the things that have driven investment into Lesotho. I mean, the Chinese connection is one part of uh, what I'm talking about here. Whether or not all of that will change, because we've certainly heard from many workers in uh, Lesotho, uh, both migrant workers and those who have been fortunate enough to find work in the Mountain Kingdom, about how difficult working conditions are in the firms, you know, owned by uh, foreign Asian nationals in some cases, um, and that many of these nationals had always enjoyed the political cover from many of the political elite out in Lesotho. What, what have we heard on the campaign trail from this group um, insofar as that is concerned? Yeah, look, you're ab- absolutely right. Look, in as much as most of these guys who are at the helm of the party are not your average politicians or embedded into politics, they have actually put together under their wing a team of highly experienced experts who are advising them from policy and business. One of them is a former chief justice officer. To one mm. of them is the former central governor. One of them is a long-term career politician who has been asked not to be active in the party itself, but to look at the policy and to build the party from the... So, yes, they are very well advised, and they have said they understand the situation that Lesotho does not exist in isolation, and therefore they would want to make sure that the first point of contact is to strengthen relations with South Africa. They are, I think, about to sign that joint bilateral uh, commission very soon. Um, so they said think they, they need to maximize in doing trade free and opening uh, the gate such that Lesotho becomes the hub. Uh, there are things like that should have been done and said because of the red tape of government of doing things very slow, a lot of projects could not actually come to, to effect. And they said, 
they were going to run it as business, as effective as possible. If you are willing to bring money into the country and hire and create employment, they don't want to waste time for you to do that. As soon as those who go through um, the legal processes agree and give it a nod, they want that project to take off and they will have maximum accountability in every cent that is being used. Ndade, Galebo. Good times coming. Hey. Unthinkable, but Unahana to, to, to did it. Una... Uh, look, we are they become government, we, we go back on the opposition. Exactly. Ah, you know, you know. Show your daddy. Thank you so much. Rappelang Khatebe, they're speaking to us all the way from Maseru.